this episode of Patrick Hockey is brought to you by Eric Standell, Remax Realtor. If you want your house sold, you need to call Eric. You boys know him, eh? Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Total beautiful. Welcome, everybody. It's episode 43 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey, which we like to call the beer of the buttes. Rob, what's up, man? Oh, fuck, you know, uh, this COVID thing is just driving you nuts. Or... My ass. <laughs> the golf thing is what's fucking driving me nuts, man. Like, I like. Especially some of the, like, fucking some of those days that we've had that were, like, 80 degrees out or 70, 80 degrees out. And, like, we can't even go to a driving range, man. Like, so, you know what I you just, end up doing? What? So, I can't wait to get out golfing, but with this fucking shoulder, it's still madness. Yeah. And I went and uh, hockey taped all my grips. <laughs> all my grips are hockey tape now jesus that's how much i want to watch hockey play hockey golf, <laughs> golf hockey next i just you know, mixed them i combined them together and next thing you know you got the happy gilmore fucking thing there the with the blade there the stick blade his fucking <laughs> get in your hole yeah got the old hockey blade That'd be awesome, though. I would, I'd probably be okay with that. To be honest. Well, with you. it was, it was either that or, uh, it was either that or uh, get them all regripped. Yeah. But uh, a good friend of the show said, uh, Mike Paley there said, uh, well, it would probably be cheaper to buy a used set. You know what I mean? Or right around the same amount of money yeah. that would already come with good grips. Yeah, and you would you have know? a way better set, probably, right? I don't know. I got a pretty good set of tailor made. Yeah, I'll try. So, yeah, I know. I don't. I don't think it's the clubs. I think it's the golfer. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm the same way. Um, real quick too, as you guys see, like Rob's hat and my hat and this shirt and stuff like that. You can get out our online store. You just go on our page, click the link, click any link on all our posts and everything to go over the shop for everybody over at Laser Art. Does our merch? We'll ship to you wherever you are. Ship it right to your house ship it as our friend nate grant would say right ship it ship it um also our youtube we have full video episodes it's free just click the link again like in all of our posts smash that subscribe button and help out the boys um takes two seconds yep takes two seconds oh real quick too so I did a hockey sheet. I think I was already shooting the shit with you about this. So I did a hockey sheet the other day, 13 games. I got 11 out of 13, right? And the two I lost were in overtime. And one of them was a one, nothing game. <laughs> like that just tells you, like I have zero luck when it comes to like hockey pools. Can't hit like Nate there. Like, you know what I mean? He, but he's, Nate's one of a kind. He's, I'm, he's about to have it like, like something on this show for his bets <laughs> like you know I mean? we we should have a we should have a, a section of that yeah where he comes on and but he 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 don't even know he don't i know, know but he, he 
messages me all the time photos of when a when a chicken dinner <laughs> like I all know. the time i know all the time and, like, and he said if he knows one player better on the team than the other player like he said he doesn't watch basketball at all yeah one player better on the team than the other player that's the team he picks and he kills it and he win, wins in basketball i know crushes i'm too short it. to watch basketball so i don't <laughs> i don't care yeah crushes it but yeah so but i'm still know, giving might... 10 bucks to throw me in on that bet yeah, we uh we might have to work something out with him and have maybe some kind of like I don't know. We'll have to maybe get something in the works with him. Well, we'd have to pull him off the telephone pole because he fucking works all the time. So Yeah, I know. But if we can tell him, listen, we need you on for 10 minutes with us or whatever. Give me a 10-minute segment, Nate. But that's that's the gambling. The gambling he does, he's got it work all the time. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> he's just has a Fuck you, Nate. Love you, buddy. Yeah, he's just one of those guys. Lucky fucker. But uh, all right, so we'll move on here. Move on to some hockey news here. Seattle Kraken are a official NHL franchise. They're the 32nd franchise in the NHL. The last payment went through of the $650 million is what it is. Um, the team is now looking for a goal horn, a mascot, and music. But still no coach. <laughs> so I don't know. When do you think they'll 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 hire a coach? I think, in all honesty, they're waiting to see what happens with Brindamore in in uh, Carolina. Why? Why? What's going on there? I didn't hear anything. He's still got a sign. He's got his one year deal or whatever it's whatever he's got left on there, and he's he's telling everybody, I if I'm signing here, all my coaches are taken care of. All my trainers, all the everybody, my fitness instructors, everybody, skating I think, coach. I think they're going to give him what he wants. He's don't give it. him what he wants. Oh, he's robbed the box. Yeah, and he's an absolute beauty, and his players love him. So why would you not give him what he wants? There ain't a guy in the NHL that can outwork that guy. No, he's a freak. He is a freak. He's like Gary Roberts, but younger. Yeah, it's nuts, dude. Yeah, there's a few of those guys that are in that group that are just freaks. Like, there's him. There's, like, uh, freaking Chelios, too, is another one of those guys, right? Yeah. Uh, just they're animals. just just complete freaks. Just freaks in nature. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. Malkin returns. He's coming back on this being Monday. So, he's coming back tonight he's missed the past 23 games with a lower body injury hasn't played since march 16th get this without like malkin he's real good right obviously the pens are 16 wins five losses and two overtime losses without him well, that's 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 huge 16 that five huge. and two without him isn't that nuts they're yeah, like one of the hottest. That's like teams. picking up. That's like picking up a player at the trade deadline, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't been there for that long. No. Well, they got uh, you know I mean? Carter there at, when she's been good. He's been scoring and putting up points. I've been seeing too. So, Penzer wagon right now, man. They're definitely one of the teams to watch. Well, with him coming back, that's that's enormous. And think they're one of the hottest teams in the league without him, and then he's coming back. So. Which, in a way, is going to make that a little bit easier on him coming back, no? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like, is, is, is he 
in game shape. Like he's missed what 26 games, you said? Yeah, something like yeah. Like that's a lot. That's gonna put you way behind the eight ball, right? Mm -hmm. I would think. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. have, but you got man, they're they're gonna win that division. Mm -hmm. They're gonna win that division. It's gonna it's gonna be nuts. So we'll see what happens there, but he's back. So look out now, man. Pittsburgh's going to be even hey, more. I can't wait. Playoffs are right around the corner. It's like, so close. What, three weeks? Yeah, three I'm weeks. still wondering where – they've never even said where they're going to have them or what they're going to do with the teams from Canada. They never – like, they have to come out at some point. So what are we – like, well, what are we doing? My understanding is, is that they're talking to Parliament about, you know – Toronto, because nobody else is coming out of that division, but being able to cross the border for those series oh, okay. and not have to wait. Because if, if that does happen, and let's be a realistic, it Just doesn't matter straight, where you straight. play. There's no home home games. Like there's yeah. no uh you know what I mean? And and and, and if if and in all reality, they can go grab another rink that one of these other bums got beat out of. Yeah. And grab another rink, and everybody's got to come to them. And then they have their music, their uh, you know sound bites, their whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they can they can just go over to the states and uh, take care of it that way. Because well, there's no advantage. There's no advantage right now. You're just good or you're not good. Unless you play in Dallas or Florida, or any of those Florida teams, because pretty soon they're going to allowed to have pack houses, man. But that's the thing. I, I don't think they should allow any any people in the arenas mm -hmm. uh, just due to the fact that unless Canada everybody can, can. yeah, unless yeah, everybody all, can. all for one and one for all, right? Yeah. That could, it's be, only could fair. be that way. Maybe when it, uh, it's just it's not that way right now. There's fans in the building and other yeah. freaking places, but they're not doing it in Canada. So that's what I mean. So I don't know. We're we'll see. <laughs> I Canada can't needs to get their shit together and. Uh, start allowing people in everybody's getting shots everybody's getting whatever yeah we need you know, to sit you don't down want to go to the game don't out. go to the fucking game yeah. Yeah. stay home just, we need to just sit down and figure this out here that's what they need to do um ryan miller is retiring at the end of the year so it was kind of cool as his last it was his last home game the other night there they were playing los angeles and after the game the kings come off the bench and shook his hand and Stuff like that. It was pretty cool. That was his 391st win. Uh, he's played 18 years in the league. He's got a 914 save, 2.64 goals against. He's got 44 shutouts. Uh, he's Olympic, like, silver, two-time NCAA champ at MSU. He's won the Vesna in 09-2010 uh, season. But no cup. It's the only thing he's done. Fuck, a lot of stuff. Just a lot of good players have cup. played. A lot of good players have played that game and and not won championships. You know, like mm -hmm. like he tried and he did his best and and you know what I mean. He was, he was a great goalie, but but I watched I watched the uh, the Ducks all hug him. You know, on the way out, mm -hmm. and then the L.A. Kings waited in line. Yeah. right behind the ducks and hugged him on the way out. And it was pretty emotional for him, you know, and yeah. he, he talked to every single guy, like 
at least a good 10 second conversation. And it may not sound long, but when you're, yeah. when you're going through what, 20, 21, 23 guys, you know what I mean? Like it's impressive. That's how much respect hockey has for hmm. their players. And, and it was fantastic. I think hockey say I got choked up, but I might have. <laughs> I think hockey's the only sport where you can like just drop the mitts, go toe to toe with somebody, and then after the game, like like it never even happened. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah. nuts. But that's just hockey. That's how it is. It's a, it's a code. It's a yeah. code, right? Yeah, exactly. Um. So speaking of codes. Not such a good one here, Cross. So uh, if it's true, so Jake uh, Vertanen, I believe is his name, in uh, Vancouver there, was now placed on leave for sexual misconduct allegations. So have in mind these are allegations. Uh, the Canucks are obviously aware of it. Everything is being investigated now. This kid's 24 years old. He's in his sixth season already. He was the number six overall pick in uh, 2014. And this incident apparently happened in uh, 2017. So we're definitely going to follow up with that when there's more to come. But Rob, what do you think this kid should do? Like what's like, what's like, if it's not true, it could be true. We like, we don't know. It's just but like I said, as of right now, it's just allegations, but it just kind of sucks, man. He's young. Yeah, but if he did it, fuck him. Exactly. You know, yeah, 100%. For one sense. 100%. I heard something about they got a hotel room together. And, yes. And, you know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, so living in Windsor, remember the Ed Jovanovsky thing? You know, mm -hmm. like, he got accused of the same shit. Like, I, and I'm not going to go into details about yeah. it, but it turns out it didn't happen like that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it, like it, now this, that, now this kid's making bank and, and, it, you know, is this girl trying to make a quick buck, you know, and ruin this kid's life or, you know what I mean? Did this guy do it and fuck this girl's life up mm. I, I i don't know i i can't say shit about it because i wasn't there and i don't know what happened yeah. so so we'll definitely but it seems like uh, a long because could could be a while but so it it's all like a long time to come forward and then you look look at uh that russian kid uh that this just happened to how long ago like a month or two ago mm-hmm where they said he did whatever to this girl and fuck. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I, I don't want to touch this with a 10 foot pole. No, but so that's like I said, I just brought it up cause it's big news right now in the freaking hockey world. Right. So everybody's talking about it. Um, but like I said, we'll more like, we'll like follow up with freaking everything and we'll see what goes on. But uh, eventually the truth will come out. So we're, we'll find out. We'll see what's up. Dude, Yager. Not only does he have the greatest fucking hockey hair ever. Okay. And he's, oh, I don't know. Ronnie uh, Duguay. Yeah. Let's, oh, yeah. Ronnie Duguay if we're yeah. going to go there. Yeah, that is true. Um, so Brad Smith. I got, so I got another guy. Brad Smith. Craig <laughs> McTavish. All these guys. Great hair. Great hair. So, Yager just wrapped up his 33rd season of pro hockey. 
He's over in the uh, K. No, he's over in the Czech League right now. Dude, he 33 years of hockey. He's 49 years old. He made his pro debut in 88-89 with Kladno in the Czech League. He's played 24 seasons in the NHL. He won into the league in 90-91. Uh, he's in the uh, KHL. I think he's in the KHL or the Czech League now. He's in one of those two now. He's won two cups with the Pens. He's won a heart in 98-99 as league MVP. Uh, he led the league in scoring for five years. He was named the first time All-Star seven times. Um, the team he plays on now, I believe, I think he owns it. Oh, really? Yeah, I want to say that he owns it, or I think I've heard that he owns it. I'm not sure, so don't fucking torch me on it, but I think I did hear that somewhere somewhere along the lines. But what do you think on Yager not retiring? Hey, if you can still skate, and you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he's better than somebody in the league. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. When, when, when do you call it quits? Uh, it, like, you listen to all these uh, – retired NHL players and if you can still do it fucking do it yeah but you know I, I guess it's it's really hard to let go mm -hmm. so I, I don't know like it was really hard to let go a house league but I had to Yager man that guy's he's still killing it on and off the ice like who are you like you know what I mean oh, yeah. well, it. He, won, he won a cup in his rookie year right I think so yeah I he was almost a hundred percent right where he was disgusting Disgusting, too. Like, just yeah. disgusting. Nobody could knock him off the puck. Oh, he's a, he's a beast. He's yeah. a farm animal. Yeah, it's insane, man. But <laughs> Like I said, killing it on and off the ice. That guy at 49 years old. Beep. <laughs> um, before we flip I'm, over I'm to... I'm growing my hair like his right now. Yeah, I see that. I know. We're going to have to take care it's of that. We're going to be a fucking barber. Yeah, don't worry. I got one lined up for you. <laughs> All right. Um, before we flip over to our interview here, real quick, Mark Andre Fleury tied uh, Luongo for third all-time in wins, 480, 489 wins. Um, ahead of him now is two guys by the name of Patrick Waugh and Martin Brodeur are the two guys ahead of him. Uh, Waugh has 551, Brodeur at 691. Do you think he can get him? You don't think so? No. You Not unless he comes to place for Toronto. It's all oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. He could do it in Vegas, though, too. But oh, yeah. I, I don't know if he's 691. Holy Bro, God. Vegas is winning the cup this year, and you're going to owe me a fucking case of beer. That's how this is we'll going to work. We'll see. You and fucking Darren can both fuck off. <laughs> I'll, I'll both your buddies. <laughs> I got Kyle Miller's money, too, coming towards me. He's... He, Bet me the Leafs wouldn't get out of their, their division. How much? I asked him 100 bucks. He said no. I said, well, you're that confident, eh? <laughs> so now it's, a, now it's a case of beer. And he thinks I got to drink it with him. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Beers are good. <laughs> um, you got anything else on Mark andre before we flip over to our interview? No, but what 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 company to be in there, eh? Like Luongo just to tie him for one, mm -hmm. you know. Which he's obviously going to pass. But all those guys have been on amazing teams, you know, like uh, uh, Patty Roy. 
not not too shabby. And he won how many cups? Three to four, probably. I think he won two in Montreal, two in Colorado. Don't care about the Habs. Doesn't yeah. matter. So he won four. Broder won three Brodeur. or four. Holy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Six ninety one. He's not catching that. I don't. I can't see that happening. Unless he plays for another fucking. Bro, he's almost. He's he's more than 200, 200 wins behind him. Mm-hmm. He um, would have to play another probably five years. Yeah, for sure. For sure. A- averaging twenty wins a year, roughly. 20, 30 wins a year. Well, those guys get like 30 wins a year, don't they? If they play a full season. Uh, I don't know. Like out of 82 games, they'll start probably, I would say probably, and in, in, in around probably 50 games, I would say. Well, let's look at it right now. Uh, Jack Campbell is leading the league with 13 or 14 wins right now. Yeah, and he came like off the bench. Like he's in because yeah. of injury. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a weird year in the playoffs. Like something. It is. It is totally fucking weird weird year. Yeah. And if the Leafs do end up going into the finals, we're going to have to live stream some games because you got that bet with Darren. So we're going to have to like live stream some games, like watching games and stuff. So we'll have to do that up. So we'll set all that up later, though. So in the meantime, should we uh, flip over to our interview? Absolutely. We got wear this shirt just because of them. Yeah, throwing bombs. Um, yeah, so we got my boy on. My boy Purse. So he's a Harold boy. He's an absolute fucking beaut. He was a great interview. Um, I think the question he was worried about the most was the like music question that we hit everybody. He's like, Oh sweating, man. But uh Zach's a beaut. So it was coming. Yeah. It was coming. So we will flip it over to him right now. So everybody enjoy. Mr. Zach Percy. Roll it. Oh, Rob, this next cat here is one of my fellow Harrow boys. Played lots of beer league with him, but way before that. He's a former Kingsville Comet, LaSalle Viper, Windsor Spitfire. Now he's a coach, which we're going to touch on everything. My boy, Zach Percy. What's up, bro? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, man. I'm sorry you're so close to Ant. <laughs> uh, Come on now. He's hit and miss, you know. <laughs> it happens, eh? Hey, so what have you been doing so far? We've had lots of time off work. Like, what the fuck you been up to? Uh, just staying busy, man. Honestly, uh, not much to do with everything locked down, but, um, you know, just, just trying to get some stuff done around the house and... Uh, that's about it, man. Not much else to do. Stores are closed and can't go out to eat, so just making the most of it. And those two, like, freaking little ones there probably keep you busy, eh? Oh, yeah. They're We've twins, right? Yeah, twins. Turning five in July, so they're they're keeping you busy, man. So your house is a zoo, too, eh? Oh, a lot of cleaning. <laughs> a lot of cleaning going on here. <laughs> I say the same well, thing. Well, they're not allowed in that room. Nothing's allowed in that room, eh? No, no, it's better than pictures. There, it's the office. <laughs> Not even pictures, he says. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so before we get going on all this hockey shit, like you sent me, so I had wrote on online of those guys on site with the like ripper or whatever. 
I wrote like, oh, this is like, I'm working at the wrong place or whatever. And then the next thing you know, my inbox, ding, 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 ding. And it's you and you're like sending me videos. I was seriously wheezing. I was fucking laughing so hard, like tears running down my face. Couldn't I like crying laughing. Did you have the same type deal when you seen those for the first oh, time? I, I, I honestly, I couldn't believe it. I, I saw you had posted something about the article. So I, I'm reading through the article and I'm like, first of all, I'm in the wrong business, man. Like, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But um, no, second, then I go to my Snapchat and uh, a friend of mine sends me some videos from the construction site. I'm like, this is unbelievable. So I just seen that you had posted about it. I'm like, oh, I'll forward these to Ann and he'll have a good laugh and he'll oh, enjoy them. I was fucking crying laughing like <laughs> you could just so oh, I'm, I'm kind of lost what, what, I'll forward them to you okay so oh, there was okay. this before we're way off topic but whatever we haven't even hit the hockey yet but that's fine but so what it was so there was this site it was up near Toronto I think they were building a house or something so they're like Friday's gonna be a special day or whatever and then they, so they brought a ripper on site so and then there's like, and then I, all these fucking videos went out. Like, first of all, number one rules, if you call a ripper into the site, you put your fucking cell phones away, guys. So all of you are stripped of your man cards for what first yeah. off. That's and day like, one stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then they fucking, so the videos got out. And then Purse sent me these videos and I was wheezing laughing in my Jeep. Like, I mean, snot and tears, man. Like, I was laughing so fucking hard. Like, I'll, I'll send them to you, Rob. There's just a lot of bad dancing and... uh Guys with think, no rhythm, shall we say? I think we saw a three-man train at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. All, all fucking said of to you, Rob. You'll, I, I hope you laugh as hard as I did because it was fucking great. All right, so moving on from that. All right, Purse. So you're obviously like fucking Harrow boy and everything. So you obviously grew up playing hockey in Harrow. So how old were you when you started to play? Uh, probably around the four or five age group. I, I don't exactly remember when. Probably four. Um, and it just kind of started like the, uh, the Harrow Sailors hockey school, right? Like the most of us who, from Harrow who go to and growing up and, and those guys were awesome because, you know, they were, they were still younger back then and they could still play. I mean, they can still play now, but, uh, a lot of those guys were coming out of junior or, or college or university and they were, you know, in their early thirties and, you know, they were giving back to the community and, and teaching us the, you know, the fundamentals of the game and, and I think that honestly, like that was so important for us kids just to fall in love with it, right? Like I remember them, we'd be we'd be playing games after you know the the development stuff, and they'd be like uh, firing balls at us on the ice, and like you know trying to get us to dodge the balls as you're skating from goal line to goal line, and the last guy in was or the last guy who was still standing won, and it was it was just fun, you know. And yeah. uh, that was something that you know I still remember to this day, you know, 25 years later. So um, the that's that's where it kind of started and then you know going through minor hockey I think I was playing for the Harrow Rams from oh Adam or novice till mm -hmm. Pee Wee major around then and then uh kind of made the jump to AAA from there yeah I was gonna say so when you played for like Harrow a lot of those years was um travel right did you ever play yeah. house league at all or was it just kind yeah, of yeah I I believe my first year I did, um, I think, I think we were like the black and gold orbit excavating, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. uh, you know, pre-novice or, or whatever. So, mm -hmm. um, and then from there I went on to the, to the travel team and, you know, playing with guys like Coxie and all them, and, you know, they, they, those are the guys that you're older than me. Yeah. So there wasn't too, there wasn't too many 
uh, guys my age that played that year, but you know, uh, that's when I kind of fell in love with it. That's beauty. Yeah. Rob. Who was your biggest fan growing up? Was it your ma or your pa? <laughs> uh, that's tough to say. Um, probably both of them equally. I mean, um, you know, I owe them a lot. They got me, you know, to and from the rink and, um, you know, long drives and triple A hockey and, uh, and, uh, yeah, just kind of owe it all to them. Right. And, um, you know, my dad was kind of in the same boat as us, kind of losing his job here and there from Chrysler. So he was, he was working two jobs, trying to, you know, uh, pay for AAA hockey and all the bills we got at home and things like that. And, um, my mom was dragging my sister and I to the, to the ice park in the city, you know, three, four times a week. So, so I could play. So, I mean, they equally, I mean, probably my biggest fans and the, uh, people that support me the most through my through my hockey career for sure mm -hmm. they do make a lot of sacrifices parents eh? oh yeah you know you can't thank them enough and um you know hopefully i'm fortunate enough that our kids are playing hockey and um um you know we can we can support them the same ways mm -hmm. hey did uh did you ever get to play like high school hockey or no because because yeah. i know you can't play high school when you play junior right yeah, yeah, no. So, um, grade nine and ten, I played at Villanova. Um, okay. Awesome yeah, experience. Yeah. I mean, I mean, their program there is, is is really good. A lot of guys are coming out of there to play junior hockey now and things like that. So, um, it was it was an awesome experience. Um, played grade nine and ten. Um, played the whole season in grade nine, and then uh, I uh, we were playing AAA in our OHL draft year was minor midget, so we weren't allowed to play. Um, but we had got knocked out of the uh, playoffs and uh, our season was done. So I decided to go join them for their last three games of the season. And then uh, we ended up winning Wexa and Swasa and we went to Offsa that year, which is an unbelievable experience. I mean, I think game one of Offsa uh, was up in North Bay and it was, uh, it was it's, it's a game I'll never forget because we were playing the host team and we were playing at the old uh, North Bay Italian arena and um, they didn't have a team then but it was an OHL size rink and mm -hmm. um, it, they loaded up one side of the stands with their entire student body and then left the other side of the stands for all of our fans well we're driving up to North Bay I think we had one family of four up in the stands because they had a cottage there or something like that <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so but they had like they had a marching band in the corner of one section, like a 50 person marching band. Jesus. They were, they were, it was insane. That was probably honestly, like, I know it's high school hockey and everybody listening is probably like oh, high school hockey, you know, whatever. But it was, uh, it was a, it, it was a game that I'll never forget. That's for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Win or lose. We won 5 2. Out of boy. Out of boy. Yeah. So then yeah. after, so after that, probably did you go to Kingsville first? Yeah. So um, I was. It was coming down to either uh, Leamington or Kingsville, my 16-year-old year, and you know, talking with a few people from Harrow and talking with a, uh, you know, a couple guys who had been around the game, and they made it really clear that, you know, what you need to go somewhere where you're going to play and you're going to see a lot of minutes. And and Kingsville was a, Kingsville was a good spot. You know, George Winter was coaching there. Another Harrow guy. Loved him. Um, Had him as a yeah. coach. Yeah, he was he was unbelievable. And uh, really taught me how to, you know, succeed in junior hockey and kind of be a junior hockey player. And um, he's he's just a just a great role model for the game and and taught us a lot. So did now 
man, when he had us, he had us in like novice. Yeah. Okay. And it was like novice travel. Did he still still do that like deep roar of a change call? Did he like oh, that, yeah. that change? Like, dude. Oh yeah. We would be out on the ice, and this is novice travel. And we'd be out on the ice and we'd be coming up on a rush, and he would yell change. That puck would go into the corner. And five guys would come off the ice. Like, <laughs> that's how well that he had us, like, dialed. And, dude, that was a novice. So I can only imagine what he does with guys in junior. No, he was – honestly, he was he was a great coach. He was a player's coach. He gave it to you when you needed it. But, you know, he was he was a real positive guy. And um, one of his one of his things was – and I'll never forget this because we do all Canada before every game. And um, he always, before every single game, he'd go, stand up straight. This is a great fucking song. And that alone, <laughs> that alone would get you fired up every single night. Like yeah. just hearing that from him was he's he's in, he's intense, eh? He is, yeah, yeah. Great coach. If if the game awesome. needs a like, if the game needs a fight or something like that, like he's not ashamed to tell like, hey, like let's get this going here. He's not. Yeah, that's why I well, loved him too. But and I yeah. and I only had him in novice. <laughs> yeah. like you know what i mean you drop in, you drop in the mitts and six seven years old there no no i waited till i was He's about giving the kids the top on the shoulder drew yeah, drew <laughs> on the other hand might have been a little sooner than me yeah yeah i can see that so so you were in kingsville for one year right and then yeah so, so what about after that so i uh kingsville after kingsville i left kingsville and i went to uh LaSalle. And uh, they were just coming off a Sutherland Cup win, an All-Ontario Junior Championship uh, with a pretty stacked team, but they were losing a lot of guys. So I think, like, I forget what it was, like 9 or 10 93s, that was our age group, went to LaSalle that year, and we had another great team. And and that's where it really kind of kicked off, you know, the Junior B level that was more skilled in Junior C. It was faster, it was tougher, it was, you know, it was everything because you got the – Guys coming down from the OHL, you got the the high end young guys in that league, and it was just it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Probably okay over there. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm just listening to the stories, man. It's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I love hearing the local guys. You know, don't get me wrong, I love all the NHLers, but it's so close to home that I've been to that arena. You know, I've been yeah. out to the Leamington Arena, went and seen Kingsville play, like. Did, did you enjoy your time playing for Kingsville? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it, and it was a community-owned team. It, it, you know, it was nothing special, but every single Friday or Saturday night, whatever night we played, the, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of Kingsville people out in the stands, and, and it's just a, it's a great town that, you know, needs eventually another junior C team here, I think, you know, something yeah. to cheers for. So I know they got the uh, – the, the Metro Kingsville team. Kings right now or yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They got them here. And I, I haven't been out to a game since living here, but it's like a uh it's like an underground league. It's like it's the like a it's a, junior it's, A kinda. Yeah, it's like junior A, but they're not technically sanctioned by Hockey Canada. I it, I, I don't know enough about it to talk about it, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any uh assumptions here, but it, <laughs> yeah, before my dad passed, he used to drive the bus for those guys. Yeah, the hockey team and my brother was uh my brother Jamie was uh training them. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a beautiful town, and they do they do need a another junior C team or B, yeah. whatever. Yeah, what it, yeah, whatever it is. I mean, they put a lot of money into that rink there, and uh, you know, it looks a lot better than it did when we were when we were playing there at oh, you know, yeah. eight eight playing, nine years old. 
Fuck, when I was yeah. playing there, I'll, I don't care. I'll say it flat out. When I was playing there, it was a shithole yeah. when I was playing there. But and then I played probably like five years ago there, and I walked in, and I was like, wow, this is nice. Like, they made big improvements there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And I also like how the rooms now, how all the rooms are under the stands. They're not in the lobby. Yeah. That, that's nice. Well, I remember going to, like, hockey schools there as a kid, and you were, like, getting dressed right next to the snack bar. And then I think you had to like get out of the dressing room to use the washroom. And I don't know. Yeah. Popcorn right here. Popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm going to go throw a piss. And when I come out, you're going to pass me a hot dog on the way through here. Quick bite to eat and uh, (laughs) back out there. Hey, I I also noticed that when you were in LaSalle, you racked up some minutes in LaSalle. Were you fighting a lot? (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was doing a little bit of that. You know, a couple of 10 minute misconducts, like to mix those in, but Just fucking letting the refs have it or what? Uh, you know, you got to hold everybody accountable, right? You know, somebody's not showing up that night. You got to let them know. So, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, you know what? I, I always hated, you know, big guys running our smaller guys on our team. And that was something that, you know, I didn't, I didn't take very lightly. And, you know, I had a lot of guys. I think my 17-year-old year, I had three or four fights. And then 18 was kind of making my name known. And I probably had about 10 or 12 that year. So um, I loved it. I don't know. I, it was just something got the boys fired up. I love getting the boys fired up. And, you know, it was something that I just love doing. And I was very fortunate that I never got injured. and Not too many concussions. So, um, but it was it just it was part of the game back then and that's the way it was, you know? So when you fought Ben, do you get like thrown out of the game or do you have to go to the box? Yeah. So in junior B, you got the rest of the game. So oh. you always tried to, you know, early point period. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to do it. I used to do it too. Yeah. <laughs> See, so us, though, we used to have to do it with more than 10 minutes left in the third period. Yeah. And if there was, was over insane. that, then you only got the rest of the night. Yeah, so was, that was the same rule that was there when I was playing. And uh, uh, if you fought in the last 10 minutes, you got a game. Um, but if, if it was before that, then you just got the rest of that game. So you always tried to, you know, the big games you tried to stay in for as long as possible. And, you know, but if you were down 2 nothing to a rival like Leamington or Chatham or somebody like that, you had to do what you had to do, right? So you ever fight right off the opening faceoff? Um. Not off the opening face-off. I think there was one time, and this is this is a f- story, but uh, one time we were, we were down 2 nothing to Sarnia, I believe it was, and there was a big tough guy lined up right across from me. And, you know, I figured oh, that's a perfect time to change the game. So I shook my gloves out and I said, hey, we're going to do this. And he's like, yeah, let's go. So I dropped my gloves. And then all of a sudden the referee starts running in. He's like, no, 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 none of this is going off at, at going off at the uh, the opening face off the period like you, you weren't supposed to do that yeah. but so the, the ref jumps in um i kind of like shimmy shake him and he, i get away from him and i go to throw a punch while the other referee comes oh. in with his arms up like this and uh kind of blocks my punch and then all of a sudden i get an overhand right from this big guy probably six three two thirty and just eat it right on the chin and that was that was one that stung that's for yeah, sure i've been like get the fuck out of my way oh man it's I, I wasn't happy they, that's uh, terrible when when refs you see one get tied up the other one doesn't get tied up and you get 
freaking dummied. That's yeah, when the guys get hurt. And I, and you yeah. know what, I, I didn't get dummied, but I definitely won. That was a, it was a solid shot for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had some shared words with the referee on my way out to the gate because we still got tossed out of the game too. So yeah, I was like, uh, you kidding me after. I get hit with a punch, like I'm out of here anyways. Get the <laughs> out of the way. Just let, just let us go. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, you're better off to just I don't get why refs do that too. Like they just hop in and then they want to it. it's not like a family. I didn't hear anything you said because that No, I lost you, Rob, for a second there. What did you say? Oh, sorry. I said it's not like a family reunion and and uh you know it's it's two uncles going at it. It's two yeah, fucking exactly. kids that wanna yeah. Well, I get a game going. Like, what referee wouldn't want to see that? I know, yeah. but see, here's the thing with the refs. Like, they wonder why they get punched when, they, when they're, when they like, trying to hop into some fights, for one. Mm-hmm. Two, like, if you're going to be thrown out of the game anyways, let them go. Like, at least let them – let it be worth it. And, like, three, you're going to stand less – chance of being slugged in the head as a ref when you let them fight and they tire each other out because then they want you to come in towards the end of it right and then it's like get me out of here and then i've I've had those fights where you're in the room and you're like shaking after you're so tired you just want to vomit like i've been there done it it sucks oh yeah oh yeah so yeah and and that was around the time right they're they're trying to get rid of the fighting out of the game and and you know you see it kind of coming back now but you know i was 2010 2011 so they didn't want that going on, you know, concussions were a big thing and they still are a big thing. So, you know, they're looking after player safety and they're just doing their job, but not when you're going to eat one, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. If, if that for happened sure. to me, I'd be pissed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah. That's right for pissed. sure. So. Right. Pissed. Well, in, in, in any of your leagues, Zach, did you have like a rival dude that you always end up, you know, going up against and, fuck you fuck yous and oh yeah oh yeah for sure i had uh i had chris matten in uh saint thomas me and him won a few times i think three times in one year and uh it it actually worked out in my favor because uh his dad was actually the london knights um equipment manager so he was at the games and uh when we would go and um it actually worked out that uh, they invited me to come up to practice for them when I was playing in LaSalle because they needed a tough guy and whatever. Um, it, it actually didn't end up happening. A uh, s- story came out that uh, my GM a- actually asked them for like 10 grand for me to go up there and play for them, and they wouldn't do it. They said no. So um, I had to spend the rest of the year in LaSalle that year. But we, me and him would go, um, like I said, two or three times a year, and – I remember one time we, we were in St. Thomas and we score in overtime and uh, both benches clear because, you know, everybody's getting off the ice while we're celebrating and the guy who scored the goal gets dumped from behind into the boards after he scores while both teams are on the ice and it's a full-on fucking melee out there, right? So I'm, I'm kind of standing around watching at this point because – um, I think, I don't know, it was my second or first year. There was two guys going at it and the ref, and we were just like, Hey, let's just, let's just watch this, you know? And then all of a sudden out of the blue, uh, Matten, he wasn't one of the guys fighting either. All of a sudden out of the blue, all I hear is Percy, Percy, where are you? And he comes flying around the pile. Let's go. His, gl- his gloves are already off. So I'm like, all <laughs> right, let's do this. <laughs> and, uh, 
I end up, he ends up missing me and I hit him with one. I square in between the eyes and I just split him open. And so he's like, Oh, buries his head to the ground. He's holding onto my Jersey. And I'm just, I'm not even throwing punches. I'm just spinning him around in a circle. And there's just like a circle of blood just oh, completely circled around us. It was, uh, again, that's something I'll never forget, but yeah, it was awesome. Looked, looked like a G there, right? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was one of the better ones. That's for sure. Fucking hilarious. Hey, yeah. you guys are like always on the road and traveling here and there. Should ever get a little out of hand on the road? Like you guys ever get a little nuts? Cause I know you're a bunch of like 17 to 20 year old guys pretty well. I'm sure shit gets out of hand. <sighs> you know we like we love to have our fun on the bus and, and that was the thing about junior b we never we never slept anywhere right so um we always took the bus ride home so whether it was uh you know bus home straight to somebody's house for a couple of cocktails or whatever it was um you know we uh we had fun doing it we had a great group of guys in la salle and and in kingsville and you know wherever um but it, we always had a tight knit group and that was something that we took a lot of pride in was, you know, including everybody into everything that we did on the weekends or, mm-hmm. um, you know, your, your team chemistry is the number one thing, right? So you got to keep everybody involved, you know, even the 16, 17 year old kids who are, who are still kids. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Fair enough. Who, yeah. who was, who was the one uh, funny guy on the bus that kept it light, kept everybody, you know, just, just in good spirits, you know, like, story time guy uh yeah definitely probably like pat murphy uh he was he was just a he was a kid he was up with the spits for a bit he's down back with us but he was a funny guy short little ginger kid and he was just <laughs> a ball of fire always making up new games at the back of the bus just stupid games but we'd end up playing them and it would it would end up you know somebody's cell phone would go missing and you know all of a sudden you got six tweets sent out on your phone or uh you know a text to your girlfriend that's not really appropriate or something like that right so um yeah but farm was, animals. well yeah yeah it wasn't just him. You know, i mean we were 16 17 18 years old right fucking around so i mean everybody did it but you just had to pick your spots when you know and pick the guys tried not to pick the guys who took everything so seriously but you know we kept it light we kept we had a great time doing it man that's awesome. How uh so how did the like OHL come along? Did you did you get drafted? Were you invited to camp? Like how did all that shake out? So after well after um my 16 year old year, and I should have said this part earlier, but um I went to uh, London uh, to their mi- uh, mini camp and main camp in London with the Hunters, which was you know an unbelievable experience. Um you know got to got to see a lot of guys who are playing in the NHL now and and uh didn't end up making the team but kind of came back to LaSalle well in my 19 year old year um they they had three first round picks out um three first round picks to the NHL out of their lineup and they needed you know an older guy to kind of come in for a little while and 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 just kind of play a few minutes here and there and you know try to chip in when he could right so um I think it was uh February and I get a private call a private name call me and and it was Warren Reichel and he asked me if uh if I wanted to kind of come up there and and go on a road trip with them and you know they were hurting for guys I think we only had 5D going into Peterborough that night Jesus. so um yeah so uh, he said you know you're, you're gonna play and you know 
we'll see how long it goes. We'll give you 10 games for now and we'll kind of see where it goes from there. So I, uh, I joined them. I think I ended up playing 16 games to end the year with them and uh, we had missed the playoffs that year, but it, just an unbelievable experience. Um, just, you know, those guys, they treat you like pro hockey players and, you know, everything's done for you and, and they push you and they, they want you to get to the next level. And, and they're just a first-class organization through and through. Yeah, it's nuts, man. They're fucking – and their room and stuff at the new rink suck, eh? Oh, unbelievable. I mean, you walk in there, you got, you know, a full, you know, full NHL-sized dressing room, it seems like. And then you got a whole other room where you can put your suits and everything and all your workout gear and everything like that. And you kind of walk – you walk through the dressing room and you got your massage room, your massage uh, tables, and that's where the athletic trainer is. And then through there, you got a full gym. Like it's, it's unbelievable. And then, you know, your showers, your steam room, there's a hot tub in there. It's, it is, it's like an NHL arena, man. Now, it, they... now could you just go in there and just work out anytime you want after school, whatever, just anytime you wanted to? Yeah, so and essentially there I was kind of out of high school and I was I was going to the college at the time. So, um, you know, we when I didn't have classes, we were we had to be there for 9 a.m. morning skate. And, you know, then Joey Garland would put us through a workout and, and it was it was just like the pros, man. It was it was really good. So practice started at two o'clock. You usually go home after morning skate, get a bite mm -hmm. to eat or, uh, you know, get some rest and then come back for your full hour and a half, two hour practice at you know, 2 p.m. So after the after the rest of the team was done high school. Mm -hmm. So who, it was, who, was the, who was your coach there? So Boogie was there. Um, Boogie, Bob Jones, uh, Dave Matzos, and uh, Jared Smith, who you guys have had on, mm -hmm. uh, was the video coach there. And they are – Boogie's an unbelievable coach, man. He, the systems, everything, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. And, you know, um, it's a testament to him because he's now coaching in the NHL, right? Mm -hmm. um but he was he was definitely a player's coach you know he whacked you when you needed to be whacked and he uh he taught you he taught you a lot and when you weren't going he let you know so and that's exactly what you want from a coach you know you want you want honesty and you want you know want to know when you're doing something wrong when you're doing something right he was exactly that guy mm -hmm. so you played with Reichel and Hosang there right yeah yeah what and so what were like those guys like Oh, both of them great guys, man. I mean, uh, I sat right next to Hosang in the dressing room and, you know, he had story after story and uh, he's, he's a, he's a fun dude, man. He's, he's just, he's got to find his way and, um, you know, kind of, uh, learn the pro game and try to stick around the NHL. And I think that's, uh, I think he's definitely got the skill to be there, man. He, he's unbelievable. I remember the first practice just toe dragged through my legs. Like it's fucking nothing. Like he's, <laughs> He's a little, little dangle. Not your, not your version of the toe drag, Rob. <laughs> not with your skate. Yeah, yeah. With your skate, I, I, I could toe drag you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally different. Uh, yeah, he oh, was. Man. He was a special player, Kirby too. I mean, Kirby, uh, Kirby actually played with us in AAA too. He played a year up. He was in '94, so I'd known Kirby for a while, and uh, again. 240 goal seasons in the OHL. Not a lot of guys are doing that, man. He's got a he's got an NHL shot for sure. And and his work ethic is it's unbelievable. Works hard, grinds it out every single night, can play both ends of the ice, and you know, he's having a lot of success over overseas. So man. 
to play Did hockey. Did you uh, ever get into uh, fuck you matches with a uh, coach? Uh, no, I honestly, I didn't. Um, I, I, I always knew that there was a time and a place. And, and one thing we learned that, uh, I, one, I never really had a coach to have a fuck you match with, but, um, there, there was always a time and a place and, you know, I'd always go into, or there's a chain of command too, right? So, you know, you approach the assistant coach, you approach the coach. I mean, I'm sure there's times when things got heated and, you know, you say fuck off or something like that, but you're, you know, you're there apologizing after the game, like, Hey, I just lost my pool. Right. Like, hey, you know, I don't want this to affect our relationship because ultimately this is somebody you got to spend, you know, 68 games with, or, you know, so you, you don't want to be riding the bench for that long. That's for sure. Did you ever, did your coach ever make you cry like Scotty Gomez? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think they ever made <laughs> me one cry. One of the best we ever heard. Oh, I know. Oh, I listened funny. to that episode. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> what a great guy. Awesome. There was something I was going to ask you, but it keeps fucking slipping my mind. I had it in my head twice and then I, I lost it again. Probably because I keep interrupting you. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Maybe hit one of those things and it, maybe I'll yeah. come back. Yeah, no, we're, we're okay there for a bit until we, until we get off there. Um, so is there any guys when you played in the O, is there any guys that you maybe played against that are in the show now that you kind of seen and just being on the ice with them then you could just kind of tell that there was like, wow, there's that guy's going to go to the show? Yeah, I mean, playing in the West, right, you know, with London and Plymouth and, you know, all those teams, there was, I mean, I think the whole London Knights roster is probably playing in the NHL now. Uh Bo Horvat, Max Domi, you know, all those guys were there. Um, they were studs. You know, Max Domi probably had the fastest hands and the fastest feet you've ever seen flying down the wing on you. Um, uh, McDavid was in the area. I didn't get the chance to play against him, but, you know, you can only imagine the stories that were there. Um, him lighting up the NHL like he is back in junior. It was a cakewalk for him. So, <laughs> um, no, but, uh, you know, Plymouth, the guy who terrorized the league at that point was, and is still doing it, is Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson yeah. was in Plymouth and, you know, big boy, a couple years younger than me, uh, 6'4", 220, like just Yeah, we getting shredded. mixed up with him or what? I uh, stayed away. Stayed away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, you know I didn't. I wasn't on the ice when Tom Wilson was on the ice. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. No I'm chance. Farm animal. Holy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He Anybody was. Anybody ask you to fight in the O? Yeah, um, I fought three times, I believe, when I was up there. Um, I fought Ryan Van Strahl and um, Puck kind of came off the walls, killing a penalty in Ottawa. And Sean Monahan was playing for him at the time. And Sean Monahan beats me off the wall, shocker. Um, <laughs> takes it to the net, uh, kind of give him a cross check from behind into the post, and I'm dying. I got caught out there probably a minute and a half, you know, just exhausted. So beats in the net, doesn't score, goalie covers it up. But for whatever reason, I decide I'm going to drive his head through the post. And um, Ryan Van Strahlen, who is the big overager on his line, comes up to me and he goes, hey, you realize we got to go now, eh? And I look at him and I'm just like, yeah, I know, I know. So we get going and I'm, I'm just like, take it easy on me, man. I'm fucking dying. I'm dying right now. So we exchange rights for a little bit. Nobody got knocked out. Nobody got killed, but it was a good little, good little tilt. Fucking goon. 
that, that, that's some that's some really good respect, right? You know? Yeah, and and you know what? When you do stupid shit like that out on the ice, like even I know, you know, you know when you got to answer the bell, and you know when you got to go somebody, right? And it's the it's the uh, it's kind of the honor in the game that's there when we're acting like barbarians. So it's uh, it's all good. Yeah, it was just fucking probably like one of those like ding, and then it's like fuck. I yeah, gotta, I gotta do this. Guy. Come on. Like I'm tired. Can you, can you give me a shift off? Yeah, next yeah. shift. I'll go you next shift. Let me go to the bench and get a drink of water first. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or no. you say, hold on, skate around the net, grab the goalie's water bottle, take a sip, be like, all right, drop your gloves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Now, now, have you, uh, Zach? Have Have you ever? Um, so we had uh, Jeff Brett on a couple of weeks ago. Local boy played for the Threes mm-hmm. for quite a while, and. Uh, he said, you know, like the one time they were playing and uh, they brought up a kid, two guys on his line, watched him get his ass beat by a couple of guys. Has anything like that? And then, you know, then they go into the locker room and fucking garbage is flying everywhere. Oh, and, you know, they're they're tearing these two guys a new asshole, right? Has any, anything ever happened like that to you on any of your teams where you had to, you know, step up and say, what the fuck? yeah not really I kind of knew that was as I got older I kind of knew that was my job right so I never tried to lose my cool um, when it came down to that kind of stuff but um, I remember one time uh, we had a 17 year old get run in a showcase game up in St. Catharines and I just I didn't like that like I didn't like when they hit the younger guys so uh, or the smaller guys and younger guys Um, but you know you had to you had to do what you got to do and I ended up fighting this guy good little tilt in front of front of some scouts and and it was uh that's one you'll remember for sure fights in a showcase game yeah (laughs) (laughs) i got no i got no skill to showcase so i might as well you know throw the fist you know what i shouldn't even remember your name (laughs) oh yeah remember how the the like ohl they have that game where it's like ors team versus like cherries Mm -hmm. top prospects yeah yeah i've seen a couple scraps in those games Oh, yeah, a couple of big Western League boys going at like, it. I'm it, like, man, like, sure. I thought this was just a game that they're going to play. That'd be like they would hit and everything, but I didn't think they would fight. Like when I seen two guys going toe-to-toe, I was like, oh, my God, it's a prospects game. Well, and that, that's the biggest thing too, right? Like you, you never want to get that um, kind of reputation as being soft, right? So these, yeah. these first round, second round guys who are playing this game that can fight, I think they're going to do everything they can to showcase it, right? They want to show these NHL teams that they're they're serious and – and if push comes to shove, they can they can showcase that for the next level. So, mm-hmm. I think that's you got to be able to protect yourself and your and your teammate, right? Oh, 100 percent. And I think you know, I think similar to my situation is, and I'm not comparing this to NHL by any means, but if you can if you can kind of walk in there as a young guy and hold your own, I think like the vets and the coaching staff really kind of uh, appreciates that, and uh, they definitely have a lot more respect for you. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So before we actually flip over to your coaching, mm-hmm. is there anything kind of any like thing you want to fill us in on with hockey, any kind of story, anything funny uh, before we flop over to your coaching career now? Well, uh, you told me to write some things down. So yeah, I got, I, just, I got if one. You, if you like think of anything, I just said, yeah. just jot it down so you don't forget. So what, what do you got for us, kid? So I think my 17-year-old year, um, just got to LaSalle, 
um, Tony Prosky had just gotten to Leamington. And uh, the boys knew that the cruise that they go on every year for team building was going to Leamington. So the older guys had kind of approached um, our GM and our ownership and just said, look, we got to do something. We got to go on a trip. We got we to gotta do something for these guys, team bonding, you know, get everybody together, whatever. And so they were, they were like, ah, you know, we don't know, you know, taking 20, 16, 17, 18 year old guys on an international vacation <laughs> might not be the best idea. So um, anyways, they, they got something in the works and, and don't quote me on this, um, but I believe Hockey Canada and the OHA were trying to um, grow the game in other countries. And that's why we were doing this, what we were about to do anyways. And uh, the GM and the coaches kept it really hush-hush. And, you know, they, they told us that um, we, were, we were going on a trip, um, but it, was, it wasn't going to be to an all-inclusive resort. It wasn't going to be a cruise. Um, we were actually going down to Mexico City, um, which I don't know if you guys have ever been to Mexico City before, but it ain't pretty and like you know this, cartels and everything down there. yeah exactly and this was <laughs> this was around the time when all that stuff was kind of popping off down there right so um they were like you know this is this is really dangerous um but you know we're, we're doing this with hockey canada in our pocket and, and whatnot and we're uh we're gonna go down there and try to grow the game and and try to you know get more guys playing hockey and that's ultimately what it came down to. So they had set something up. Um, and I don't know if you guys know this, but at the world junior level, there's like three tiers, I believe. So like Canada, US, Russia, tier A. Um, tier B is like Mexico, South Korea. Um, and then there's a tier C underneath that too. Uh, I believe like Ireland has a team in tier B and, you know, those kind of teams. So when teams get relegated out of the um uh, out of the B section or out of the A section, they go down to the tier B and then the winning team from tier B goes up to tier A. And that's when you see like Kazakhstan or Latvia yeah. in the Royal Juniors. So we go down there and it's like a four day, four day excursion. I will say um, uh, we get, we get picked up at the airport in Mexico city and they're like, okay, we're, we're staying, we're actually staying at, I forget when it was, the 1980 Olympic Village or something like that. Whenever Mexico City had hosted the Olympics anyways, it was in the 70s, the 80s. Mm -hmm. um, oh so we're like, oh, that's sweet. Like, you know, Olympic Village. And, and we show up to this place and it's like, it's like a compound. It is like, it's, you know, cinder blocks. 20 feet in the air and then at the top of the cinder blocks there was no barbed wire they just stuck broken beer bottles in there so you weren't you, you weren't getting over that thing and then we kind of we kind of pull onto the property and like spaced out through the property there is just like these giant and I'm talking giant pit bulls and giant German shepherds in cages so that if somebody got on that property that was not supposed to be on that property they were going to release the hounds and it was it was intense man like it so anyways we get there get into our rooms we haven't eaten all day like we've been we've been flying and uh we've been traveling around the airport we haven't eaten all day so they're like okay dinner's in half hour down at the cafeteria and we get down there 
and it was like you know your hot plates that you have at a buffet and it was like a brown liquid in one a white liquid in another and a green liquid in another one and then some yogurt at the end of the table oh my god so we're like uh like what what it, what is this somebody asked the, the cafeteria girl and she's like roast beef mashed potatoes green beans and i'm like that is not roast beef and mashed potatoes no, like, I don't know what. Or what? It, it looked like honestly he blended up in your uh neutral bullet or your uh vitamix and you throw it in a hot pan so i think for four days straight we ate uh yogurt and uh, tequila and fresca and um <laughs> and that was that was about it that was going into our bodies i think i have a needle for four days oh jesus it was it was tough but uh, again one of those trips you'll never forget so anyways the purpose that we were down there is we were going to play against their world junior team their tier beer uh tier b team anyways and so we show up to this rink and i mean you can only imagine what a mexico city ice hockey rink looks like man like it's the benches were made out of broken hockey sticks. Like, I mean, it was an unbelievable experience. Do not get me wrong. I'm not taking that for granted. It's, it was unbelievable. But the, it lo- the ice looked like a wave pool with bumps in it, like going like this. Like, it was, it was crazy. So, you know, just when you don't think things can get any crazier, um, we, get, we get going. And they got the lights off and warm-ups. And they got the carnival light, you know, at, at Hero Arena, how they used to have the carnival lights up in yeah. the rafters. Yeah. So they got those going off and it's pitch black and the spotlights are going and we're warming up in the dark and we're like, okay, like this is different, but you know, it's kind of cool. So we're, we're kind of enjoying it. Well, they do both national anthems. And again, we're still in the dark and they start the game and all four spotlights are following the puck around. Come the on. lights, the lights are not turned on. so we are playing this game you can't see i'm telling you like when you're in the spotlight 100 but when you're not in the spotlight you can't see your d partner that's across from you it is absolutely absolutely insane that is the game i i i'll be on my deathbed and i'll still be thinking about this game um so we end up we end up uh we're up seven to one, eight to one on them. We had a pretty good team that year. And, you know, they start getting chippy and, you know, our coach is just like, guys, you know, we're doing this to grow the game. We're doing this for the right mm-hmm. reasons. Like there's no reason to, you know, fight anybody. Don't get stupid. Don't be blowing people up, like protect yourself, but you know, don't do anything stupid out there. So, um, of course, somebody cuts across the middle on team Mexico and one of our guys just blows them up like I head in his jersey glove stick yard sale completely well they did have like two guys who were playing over in either the North American Hockey League or or the USHL over in the states who were actually pretty good like they were they had some skill they were they were big boys Hmm. well this guy just grabs one of our players and just starts teeing off on his head like I mean he came back to the room and there was lumps on his head the size of toonies man like it was absolutely insane so the the, anyways we end up winning whatever nine to one game ends um (laughs) uh, we were getting escorted around by the 
Canadian ambassador at the time from the embassy. And he come into the dressing room and he's like, I am actually worried about your guys' safety right now. Like we need to cancel tomorrow's game. We were supposed to play two games. I think they, they, they canceled the Saturday game or the Sunday game, whatever day we were supposed to play. And they were like, they wrote a big article up in the Windsor star about how the ice was no good. That wasn't the reason it was because we were probably going to get taken out by a certain cartel. If we would have played the second game. So <laughs> it was, it was intense though. They, they had packed the barn. It was, it was an experience we I'll never forget for sure. So it was, really uh, those guys are fucking probably like whoa look at these guys they all have like matching gear and shit well i i'm gonna say they were well taken care of man like they they look like they could play um you know that's always the number one rule at least look good out there right so uh they had they had some nice different jerseys and it would have been cool to do something like a jersey exchange or something like that with them just uh just to bring home some memorabilia but Trust me, we got enough stories. So. One fucking guy's out there with the fucking Jofa lid and the like long pants, the fucking yeah. Cooper all pants or whatever. Oh, yeah. One guy, yeah, like, got, one guy has those huge gloves or like green and like yellow gloves. You ever see those ones, the old yeah. school ones that are about nineteen yeah, they, long? Yeah, they weren't. They weren't quite like the uh, Trinidad and Tobago team from D two <laughs> or whatever. You know they. <laughs> They, they actually looked the part and they could actually had a couple guys who could actually play. So mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was, it was honestly one of the best, worst trips of my life <laughs> because it was just like, again, stuff that we're not accustomed to in Canada. And, um, but it was different and, you know, the boys enjoyed it. We really did, but we were, we sure were happy to get home after that trip. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. So, so what about now? So now you coach now, right? Yeah, so I I, uh, I kind of got into coaching um, right after I was done playing. I mean, that stretch, that six-month stretch after I was done playing, I really missed the game, and I was kind of going down a dark path, but I, I, uh, I needed to get back into my routine of, of kind of playing the game and or at least being around the game, you know, being in the dressing room. So um, my last year in LaSalle, I would go out on the ice and um, uh, kind of help out with my little cousin's team in LaSalle, just a double A team. And the guy who was on the staff at the time um, ended up, you know, asking me to come on as an assistant coach. And I eventually took that team over um, as a head coach later in the years. I was there for four years, I believe, or three years. And then I, you know, slowly started bringing guys that I played with. And uh, Chad Shepley was my D partner in LaSalle for two or three years. And he joined me on the staff. And I think, uh, Chris Leeming was at the University of Windsor coaching the women's team at the time. So mm-hmm. I was able to bounce some stuff off him. And, you know, he was a good mentor for, for me to try to get into coaching um, on top of all the, you know, amazing coaches I had. I mean, Billy Bowler, Bob Bugner, uh, John Nelson and LaSalle, Ryan Donnelly, like just unbelievable guys who I learned a lot from and uh, really got to uh, really got to kind of show how these kids, how to play the game at a young age. Right. Cause they were, when I first got there, they were probably nine years old and, and um, I took them till they were probably 12 or 13. And then that's when I had made the jump to Leamington. Um, Cam Crowder had kind of reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually reached out a couple years before to come coach the 73s with them. Um, and I turned it down. It was, I was just announced that I was going to be the head coach of the team. And it, and honestly, it didn't feel right. Um, 
you know, kind of leave those kids there with no coach at that time. So I stuck it out with them for the year and it was, it was an awesome year. We had a great team. And then um, when Cam moved to Leamington, he kind of asked me to go with them. And uh, I, I couldn't turn it down at that point. Um, learned a lot from, from Cam and, and Justin Soltz, who's the GM there and, and just learning a lot, a lot of stuff that I didn't know. Right. I mean, when I was coaching double A hockey, it was easy to show up and, you know, throw some junior drills up on the board and these kids ate it up and, you know, teach them the systems, the simple systems of the game and things like that. Um, but when I really got to Leamington, they, those guys showed me how to, you know, really stay organized and, and kind of run a practice and, you know, what to do in, in certain situations. And, you know, I, I owe it all to them, you know, the success I'm having doing it. So. Duty. Yeah. Yeah. Did you shoot tennis no. balls at him? <laughs> no. Not quite, not quite. The times have changed from, uh, you know, 1997 to 2015. So I don't think we can do that anymore. Hey, do you? Can't do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you you coach older kids now? Yeah, yeah. So I got um, the U18 midget major AAA team in Windsor right now. Um, it's a, it's, it's a great program. It's kind of come a long way. Like the, the story that I always tell is, um, you know, back when we were playing after we got done midget minor, we had to go play junior. Like that was the only way that scouts were going to watch it. Right. And, uh, that was the only way you were going to get to the next level is if you went and showed yourself at the junior level and proved you could play with the big boys. Right. So, um, but now they've implemented the under 18 OHL draft, uh, cause they've, the, the OHL teams have admitted that, you know, it, so many guys develop after minor midget that they're missing out on all these high-end guys who develop at 16 years old. So they've they've implemented this draft, and it's only a three-round draft. But um, I think last year we had four or five guys go in it, and um, you know, uh, guys who are who are high-end skill players, and and they were awesome, awesome to coach and just kind of teaching them how to become junior hockey players. I think that's something that we take a lot of pride in on our staff and, and just getting ready these guys, or getting these guys ready for the next level. Um, but I'm also in a fortunate situation where John Nelson, who's the coach of the Vipers, I played for him um, back in the day. So I know what he wants. Um, when Cam was in Leamington, um, you know, I coached side by side with him, uh, Tyler Rosler and Chatham, you know, I, I got a good relationship with him. So, you know, we can just pump all these guys out to, to junior teams and, you know, hopefully they're prepared and hopefully they know what systems and, and you know, to what do and, and walk into and from day one. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, I'm in a very fortunate position right now. Um, I love doing it. You know, I love fucking around and joking around with the guys, but they know when I'm, when I'm, it's time to get serious. And, and I think that goes off trust too, right? So my, uh, I, I got to trust my guys and my guys got to trust me. So, you know, we let them run a little bit wild, but when it, when it's time to get down to business, it's time to get down to business. And, and they definitely respect us for that. I think so. Well, too, like younger freaking coach to kids are a little bit older. It's probably a little easier for you too. And like, if you, if someone's, or well, actually I should say, if any of the kids are like slacking off or whatever, you can be like, Hey, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But if if they're like eight, you can't exactly say that, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you know, these guys are 16, 17 years old and they know what to expect now. Like they probably all their lives had, 
had coaches yelling and screaming at them. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it is a nice change of scenery just to kind of, you know, walk in there, joke around with them and, and, but they know when, when practice starts, the work boots go on and, and they, they definitely respect me for that. And I respect them for that as well. So that's the way we kind of do things there. Mm -hmm. Hey Rob, you should hit him with the question. Yeah. So uh, oh. <laughs> the question always is when you, I know the uh, question. Okay. I know the question. So what would the song be? Oh man, I don't know. I I I honestly I have no idea because you knew you know, the I, question and you didn't. Have <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, and I've been dreading this part of the podcast for a while because you know what? If you pull up my uh, my stat sheet, there there's not too many numbers in that G column. That's for sure. Um, so I don't know. Is there a song about a miracle or something like I need a miracle? Some you know that would that would probably be you know my goal song just because a miracle sure let's go with that one what about, <laughs> rob, rob starts saying rob you would know a song with that in it i know a lot of songs from the 80s <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah it's something that uh only happened you know uh once or twice a season if that so uh it was definitely and a big shock i want you to play the whole freaking thing yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, i want to listen to them that's when you have to say to them too person be like i play d it's not my job to score i'm just my yeah. job so guys can't score yeah somebody 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 should tell kale mccarr that or quinn hughes because they're doing a hell of a job scoring oh, goals on that how sick are those guys hey oh. one of the one of the things too that i always like to ask everybody too is if you had to pick right now who's gonna who will win the cup I mean, oh, it's it's neck and neck right there. I mean, I I absolutely love what Barry Trotz is doing in in New York with the Islanders. Um, a lot of people say they're a boring team because they neutral zone trap and they, you know, they're, <laughs> they're responsible in the D zone and, and things like that. But you watch Barzell with the puck out there, man. There's there's not much more exciting than that guy. I mean, there's McDavid, but and Barzell's a close second there. Yeah, the way he wheels up the ice and. Adding Paul Mary and, and Zajac over the last little while, they've uh, they've done uh, they're doing a great job. I I like them as contenders, probably out of the West, Colorado. Mm -hmm. I mean they're they're a fun team to watch too. Um, I would probably have to pick Colorado over the Islanders, but you know um, they're they're both two great teams, so mm -hmm. tough to say right now. Rob, what about you, Rob? Who do you think is going to win the cup? Well, fuck, I don't know. Jesus. I, I, I ask him all the time. And it, it's, Rob, too. I already bet me yesterday. I was, okay, I was just going to say. Cause, cause I heard Matthews wants out. Yeah, oh, he wants, wants to go back to Arizona for sure. <laughs> I still he, say. He don't still, sign back in Toronto. I will uh, put my house. No, I'm just. I'm just I still I'm say. Starting rumors time, to get under your skin. By the time he's he's done, he'll play at least one year there in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's a he's a special player. I mean, Toronto's got a great team. They're obviously running into some salary cap issues, but um, they their high end talent is unmatched. I mean, Mitch Marner, another guy I played against, unbelievable. Um, you know, Hyman does a great job. Uh, Thornton, Tavares, you know, the list goes on. Man, they are they are an unbelievable team. But I think ultimately the cap's what's going to kill them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, they're going to lose somebody, right? Because like Hyman's contract's coming up, and he's going to get between four and six, right? I would assume so, somewhere around there. He mm -hmm. he plays that 
you know, obviously not as big and as gritty, but that's that Cassian role with, you know, McDavid and, and those guys. Right. So he, uh, he's going to get paid. I, I would assume somewhere around that range for four and a half, four years, probably from another team, or if the Leafs want to keep him around, I don't know if they got that option. Ooh, it's going to be interesting. Oh yeah. That's Hopefully for sure. Steve well, because well, you, you, you're going to have to pay, uh, you got uh, Anderson coming up too. So if they're going to keep him, who knows? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I don't know. Don't worry. Eisenman's over there fucking just lurking in the weeds, just waiting to send offer sheets to fucking half the Leafs, bring them over. Oh, the hopefully he fleeces the lease like he fleeced uh, Washington there. That was a great trade. Oh, you think? Yeah. I, seen it. I was like, well, first of all, when I freaking heard he was gone, I was like, ooh, Mantha. I was like, hopefully they got something good. And then I heard what they got back for him. I was like, I'm not even pissed off. No. <laughs> like, like, like we talked about, we said, who, who was the biggest winner in the trade yeah. deadline? I said it was Eisenman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so, know I mean? yeah. Since this is going to air after uh, DMAC, so Rob made a bet with him. Rob, yeah. tell him the bet. Um, he bet me, what was it, 10 to 1 odds on 100 bucks that the Leafs will not win the cup this year. So, if the Leafs win wow. the cup, he's going to give Rob a thousand bucks. He's like, he says to Rob, do you want it? And like, US. Canadian, he's like, What do you want it in? I'm like, you US, it'd be like fucking a thousand two hundred. And then Rob's buying beers. Yeah, I told him I'd take him out golfing with it. <laughs> oh, you'll probably need that. And then he bet me another hundred that the Leafs, I bet him the Leafs would win the cup before the Lions win the cup, uh, the Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl. So he's I'm pretty close goals. right now. He's got two goes with those Lions. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Rob, do you have anything else for Purse? Because I'm tapped. No, I'm good. I, this this was a great interview. And uh, I just want to say I wish uh, all the success in your uh, coaching uh, endeavors. And uh, it was it was awesome meeting you. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. And best of luck to you guys, too. You know, working on the line at Chrysler's, like, I got nothing but time for podcasts. So I'm always <laughs> turning new ones on. So hopefully... Uh, Hopefully I can uh, get some more of you guys in me. That's for sure. (laughs) That sounded super fucking weird too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we do it. That's how we do it over here. All right, Purse. Yeah, man. Seriously, best of luck with all those kids and everything too, man. Get all those guys into the – get them all moving up the ranks. I know you do a good job. I know you work hard at it too. And just fucking keep doing what you're doing, bro, the big push. And hopefully you get a nice little jump and we'll see you coaching in the O. Yeah, hopefully one day. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Thanks, bro. Thanks, boys. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And there he is, folks. My boy, Purse, absolute beaut. Dude, that story about. Mexico City there is fucking nuts. That is nuts, dude. Like, oh, sorry, you guys know game is called off not playing. Why? Because the cartel is going to kill you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's nuts, bro. But having the spotlight on you when you're only carrying the puck. I know. Like, could you imagine you're flying down the ice and somebody comes and blindsides you. And I mean, literally blindsides you yeah. because you can't fucking see anybody. No, that'd be nuts. That's insane. Said, the ice was like all bumps. And so that'd be nuts, dude. Yeah. Just complete chaos. 
Oh yeah. They were playing they're playing on a curling rink. That yeah, was crazy, dude. So curling. Shout out to fucking Purse. Purse does a little bit of it all. He's a coach. He plays still, I believe. Great guy. And, Great uh, guy. Love the interview. Yeah. So Purse, over the summer, you're gonna get with us here and uh, we're gonna play some golf. One hundred percent. Purse is a golfer too, so we'll do it up. So thank you to Purse. Yeah. Rob, you had a couple things on Connor McDavid. Yeah, so this stud, so here's my analogy with this, is that uh, Connor McDavid is the best hockey player in the NHL compared to uh, nobody. I'd say he's the so best in the fucking analogy. world right now. He's the that's, best that's in the world. That's my analogy on it. Yeah, he's but the best in the world. Hands down, I personally think Austin Matthews is the best shooter best sniper in the league. Mm. Connor McDavid does so many crazy things at the fastest pace in the NHL. Like guys can't even skate with the puck as fast as he can skate with the puck without the puck. Sorry. Without the Dude. puck, they can't even catch up to him without the puck. His hands too. Right. Like, like, yeah, it's just, it's madness. And there's a goal from 2007 that Sidney Crosby did the ex or Connor McDavid did the exact same same thing in 2007 that Sidney Crosby did. Mm -hmm. So he just scored a goal against Calgary in this year, like a couple games ago, and split the 2D going around the outside and buried the goal. If there there's a there's a on a Sportsnet broadcast or hockey nhl you can go on and see this and they put them side by each and that's french for all you french fuckers <laughs> hey i'm french it's it's so it's so amazing like every move every everything it's just synchronized and then they both go and they snap it far side on both the goalies like totally insane do all well, those are well yeah connor is a Dude, it's like when you think he's flying, he has a whole nother gear. And at the same time, or how fast his legs are moving, his hands are going even faster. Right. <laughs> so and he's so, like, how, how do you stop that? You don't. You two-hand him. Yeah. If you, if you can. You got to You got to chop him. If you can. So this year, um, he's he's – got 87 points he's trying to hit 100 in 56 games so um right now he's uh a 1.78 points per game right now almost two points a game that's fucked it's nuts right so he right now with what uh, uh, on pace that he is right now he's uh points end up with 99 he'll hit 100 if he if he's that close he'll he's, hit 100 too. they'll be looking for him for two, and shit. the guys like, will look, sure at, look at uh austin matthews like he's getting two goals a game it almost seems like i know every weird. game he plays he's almost two goals a game yeah. right he's and he's crushing he's crushing everybody yeah, with the goals. Oh, he's like Connor McDavid. So, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give you a couple stats. In 2015-16, he was a 1.07 points per game. 
16, 17, he was two point, uh, 1.2 points per game. 17, 18, 1.32. 18, 19, 1.49. 19, 20, 1.52. And 2021, 20, he's 1.78. So, yeah. So next year, he's on pace to be like 2.01. Yeah. <laughs> 1. 1.96. Oh yeah, he's he's a freak, man. He's just one of those guys, man. He's the best player in the world for a reason. Um, you had something on Thomas Grice. Yeah, he got a three stars of the week uh, this week, mm-hmm. beating Tampa Bay, losing uh, uh, last night to Tampa Bay, uh, two to one, and I think he had fifty shots in that. Game. Oh, it's crazy, like, man. Wings are getting peppered right now. Madness. Just madness. Like how you could stand in that and just get, wow, just teeing off. Like Wings you, goalies that's are. That's a guy you've got to keep. Wings goalies are seeing a lot of rubber, man. Oh, yeah. Um, Speaking of goalies, Varlamov. You had something on him, right? Just, just that he was one of the uh, top three, uh, top three stars, uh, stars of the week. Oh, okay. I don't know much about him. I don't see much of, you know. I mean, I watch, I watch the Red Wing games, uh, you know, because they're the Red Wing games, and I love seeing them lose. <laughs> of course you do, right, Dick? <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I'm just saying he, he made top three stars, stars of the week. With Grace and and Connor McDavid, it's pretty impressive. Uh, it's a nice three guy to be to be registered with. Yeah, with those uh, those two. You also had something Leafs and Habs. This big game tonight. I have so many bets with people on Montreal that have taken my money for so fucking long <laughs> that. You know, apparently all the Red Wing fans got smarter except for Darren McCarty, but we'll talk about that later. But uh, everybody's everybody's been taking my money, coffees, a couple sixers here and there, you know. And now we're looking at Toronto and Montreal over the next three days. So Kenny Sawyer. Uh-oh. I could, I could win a case and a half of beer. Half case a game? And it, I'm not doing the arse. The, the whoop whoop. I'm lifting this leaf just a little bit higher. Oh, Kenny's a Habs fan? Kenny's a Habs fan. We, my dad, I for sure dropped him on his head. <laughs> just sure. hit that part right where he's, he's the right only one in the, the family. Only yeah. Montreal fan That's, in the family. Everybody else's leafs? Everybody. <laughs> the whole family. Oh, like, I mean, two, funny. three generations. And then there's Kenny. That a boy, Kenny. You're beautiful. Don't let anybody try to change you. <laughs> and you don't funny. wonder why in South Park they killed Kenny. Mm-hmm. I, I hope Kenny steals steals all your money. He's not gonna. He can't. He or, can't right now. So beer. I can or win beer. a case. I can win, or we can break even right now. I'm up. Wait, I'm up. 
Yeah, I'm up three sixers. <laughs> so if he wins the next three games, we could break even. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to win a case and a half of beer. And that's what we're hoping on. <laughs> right. Good luck, Kenny. Good luck, yeah. Kenny. And, and there's, a, there's a Bob Marshawn at work that uh, he uh, bet me coffees. <laughs> coffees. Yep. So I've had, Rob, I've had you're, a few, you're fucking betting everybody under the sun right now. I'm Rob, a fucking degenerate. I have a team now that I can bet Bob on. is fucking hammering the Leafs right now hammering them but, but but the red wings the red wings won't nobody nobody will bet me off the red wings you know like <laughs> fuck them fuck them because the wings right now are kind of like the lions you don't know what's going to happen night in and night out like but as a red wing fan you should always bet against the leafs dude right it i would it kills me to bet and actually have the leafs like take them the way i get it. it kills me but I'm not betting as as a fan when I bet. So, right. So um, I, was, I, I was doing a little bit of research too on uh, Montreal and Calgary. Oh so Calgary is like what uh, forty seven points. I, I I didn't put that down on my notes, but mm-hmm. I think they're like forty seven points, and Montreal is fifty five. So. Montreal, if they lose their next three, that should put Calgary within two, yes? I would think so, yeah. 47 for eight. For that nine, would give them six points. 52, 53, Right. I don't know, but... It's, dude, it's going to be put, interesting. In all honesty, Calgary has to win all their games, right? So... Calgary's got um, the Jets, the Senators, and the Canucks for the last four. So they should win. They should beat the Canucks, and they should beat the Senators. But the Senators, you don't know either. They're one of those teams that no, can beat you. because the Senators are scary. That's a scary that's, team to that's play. That's what I mean. That team in, right. like, three years is going to be deadly. Yep, 100%. They've done some really good things there. Oh, fucking time. But then you have Montreal. So this is Montreal's downfall. They could be fucked. They got Toronto. The Senators. Toronto. Toronto. And two Edmonton back-to-backs. Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> you got the tougher schedule. It all depends on who wants it more. I, I, I'm going with. I'm going to say the Habs got the tougher schedule, though. They got the Leafs. They got the Oilers. Like, you know what I mean? That's tough. So, That's tough. let me ask you this, Ant. And I put you on the spot for a change. Okay. Do they fire the Montreal coach if he doesn't make the playoffs? I'm just going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say yes. They do. Yes. Because they said. I heard a bunch of shit saying, if he don't make the playoffs, he's done. And you want to know who's going to be the next coach of the Montreal Canadiens? Patrick Waugh? Yep. You think so? He said he'd never fucking play in Montreal again. He's not playing. (laughs) Seriously? There's a difference? I know, but if he's going going back and they're going to put him at the helm, why not? I think he goes back. 
What's uh what's what's their general manager's name? Um Bergevin. Bergevin. Mark if if Mark you don't make the playoffs, why don't you get rid of him? I think I think they both go. And I think you see be. Wall in one of those spots. Maybe as general manager then. Yeah, maybe. But then because, but like, then you have to get a coach said, and you have to get a French speaking coach. Which I think is very uh politically wrong because now like so so i'm a qualified coach i don't speak french but i don't get that job you wouldn't no no they want and i don't a agree with a coach yeah, of, well have everybody speak no. english when you do your interviews no, yeah but you got to remember though the teams in in like quebec where all they speak is french there man so that's why because you got to do like media and shit like that so that's why they want somebody who speaks both i know man it's it's nuts it's nuts but I, else has to. I can i can see why i can see it from like each side like you know what i mean i can see it from them like saying like we need a coach because when he does like media and this and that he needs to be able to speak french because you're well you're fucking coaching in montreal um so i i could see that but then i could see it but Okay, this guy speaks French, but that guy's won like 19 million cups. Who are you gonna go with? Right? And then it's like, ah, then what do we do? But I don't know. I don't know. I, know I, what but they but I will assholes. I can <laughs> but I will say I can see Wa going into one of those spots if they fire the uh like I don't see him going NHL back there. Coach. I don't. But he said he wants to coach in the in the NHL. Yeah. What's he gonna do? Go go and fucking coach the wings right now? Or go coach the wings next season. Why can't he? Why? Why? If, if if he was that good of a coach, why wouldn't Eiserman already be talking to him? Because I think the next Red Wing coach, if 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 big if that happens, I think the next Red Wing coach will be Gerard Gallant. Honestly, but uh, I don't know. Who knows though? Never say never on anybody. Because you fucking Stevie Y, I didn't think he was gonna pull half the shit he did on the on the fucking. With the like, like Mantha deal and shit like that, like I didn't think he was gonna pull anything like that either. So, Eiserman, you never know with that guy; he's always got something up his sleeve. Yeah. But you probably wanted to ask me who do I think was gonna get in, whether it be the Habs or the Flames, right? Yep. That is a that's a great question, Rob. <laughs> um, hey, hey, thanks. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna say Habs. Just because they're, they're in the lead, obviously, I, I would take I would have taken the Habs too. They are in the lead, um, but I just, to be honest with you, I don't really see Calgary winning out. And if they do, then okay, that's great. And if they get in, great, good for you. If you went out, fucking right, you should get in. But I just don't see the Habs kind of losing every game, and then I don't see the Flames winning every game at this point in time. So. I'm going to say Montreal is in and Calgary is out. What about you? Uh, I'm going to make a statement right here. And what it is, is that if Montreal doesn't step up in these next three games, especially playing the Leafs, who you're going to play in the first round, if you make it, mm -hmm. if they don't, they're fucked. These are statements. You need to start stirring up some shit. Mm -hmm. Shane Weber needs to come in and start cross-checking fucking guys. When 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 Toronto played Montreal, I want to say it was the first game of the season. He cross-checked Austin Matthews so hard 
that he ended up playing. I think he played the next game and then he missed like two or three because he hit him so hard. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to do that, because the last time they played, nothing, nothing happened, nothing. You got to, you got to start stirring up this rivalry, mm-hmm. like because you don't have shit. You don't have shit. Mm-hmm. And these guys, if you're gonna, if you're just gonna go end to end, you're gonna lose. Mm-hmm. So unless you start mucking it up, you're screwed. So and probably- you're gonna lose the next three games, and then you're gonna have to win against. What did I say? Edmonton and or two Edmontons. Which one? Ottawa. Ottawa had you said Edmonton, Vancouver was the other one, and there was one more. They might have a Calgary in there too. I think. No, it's 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 Toronto. They play, so they play Toronto tonight. They play Ottawa on the fifth. Uh, They play Toronto on the sixth. They play Toronto on the eighth, and they play Oilers. Oilers. 10th and 12th. And that's probably the end of the regular season. If you don't come out fucking banging Toronto and at least win two out of those three, you could be fucked. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in the, the home The senators stretch. are going to do everything in their power to beat you out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's we're in, we're in it right now where it's the mad dash for the finish line. This is the playoffs right now. Yeah, you for those yeah, teams. We're we're in the playoffs. I'm definitely gonna watch that fucking Leafs and Habs game tonight, though. I'll tell you that. I'm definitely gonna watch that one. If you're Very a betting exciting. man, are you you're you're obviously you're gonna hammer the Leafs, right? Absolutely. I took the Leafs tonight too, not gonna lie. <laughs> um it's a good bet. Anything else you want to talk about, or should we just start watching hockey? Yeah, there's uh couple more things I just sure. wanted to talk about. Um, I just wanted to say um, I'm very sorry to hear that the Paley lo- the Paley's lost one of their uncles. Um, he'll 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 truly be missed. Uh, I, 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 I see it in the family, you know, like um, it's an awful time for them, but mm. they're all they're they're a good family and they're all getting together. Uh, through through this hard time, and uh, I, I just want to say uh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's only three of us. Yeah, big shout out to them. They uh, they're big like followers of us too, and they're close with us. So big yeah. uh, shout out to them, and uh, we wish you guys all the best moving forward. And then uh, I, on a brighter note, I would like to say uh, happy birthday to Grandpa Tom. Yeah, Grandpa Tom. Because he deserves that, and uh, we love you. We love you, Grandpa. Yeah, he's a beaut. Yeah, total beaut. Mm-hmm. And actually, when this episode drops, it'll be mine and Drew's birthday right on the day. Sanco de Mayo, baby. Oh, and don't forget Grace's, too. Yeah, and Grace and Ryan, and <laughs> there's May 5th is a very busy day in our family, so... There's me and Drew. Mexican birthdays there. Yeah. There's me and Drew. Ryan, Grace. Fuck, man. There's so many. My uh, grandpa on my dad's side, who's he's he actually passed like years ago, but we were born on his freaking birthday, May 5th. So he's another one. And my oldest daughter, Quinn, 
was born on my sister's birthday. And Drew, who has a son, and his name, <laughs> fucking little Finny, the old Finja turtle, I call him. So he, his is on the fourth. So if they would have had him one day later, he, we would have had another one on May 5th. So shout out to him too, Finn, because it's his birthday and he's a beaut and him and uh, him and like freaking Ethan always laugh at each other and shooting water out of their noses when they're laughing at each other. So those two are always good to get along. So shout out to Finn too. So it's his birthday as well coming up on the fourth. So on that note that we ended on birthdays, let's watch some hockey. <laughs> yeah. Like, and burritos for everybody. Yeah. Corona. <laughs> Hey, that's kind of shitty thing to say right now, eh, Corona? But I was speaking of the beer, not the virus. <laughs> Everybody got Corona. <laughs> so I know I got to watch what I say nowadays. So on that note, we're out. Aunt Rob signing off. Until next week, we'll see you. Peace, everybody. Yeah, I can get behind it.